Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Tech Tea with Kimberly. I am your host, Kimberly Bailey. Friends and family call me Kim. So if you are listening, you are now a friend or family member of the show. And today we are talking about self-care. Who does not need to know more about taking care of themselves? And who better to have on the show today than my friend, my expert, my person that I went to when I just needed to know how to take care of myself more, the one and only Tony Lewis. And Tony is a licensed holistic psychotherapist and self-care coach. So we have an expert with us today to help us, especially those who work remotely, because that's what we're going to focus on. Those of us who work remotely and or travel for our employers how we can better take care of ourselves. So, hey, Tony. Hey, hey. <laughs> it's so good to have you on the Tech Tea with Kimberly today. How's it going? I'm so happy to be here. I'm excited about all this. I'm so happy to be here. Well, I I want everybody to know before we get started that I often say I have to have a personal board of directors and I have to admit you are one of those people on my personal board of directors. You came into my life when my life had flipped upside down and turned all kinds of ways and you helped me to just really get grounded and really understand how important taking care of myself um, has been. And I have not forgotten those um, principles and I have you on speed dial whenever <laughs> I need you. So let's, before we start just talking about self-care for the remote worker, because that's what I am now. I've taken on a new career and I'm, I'm working remotely, but I want everybody just to know who you are. So just give us a little bit of information about you because you have an amazing bio, but I think you can tell us who you are better than anybody. All right. Well, thank you for all of that. Like it was a pleasure working with you. And I'm just like so excited to see all that you're doing today. So thank you. Thank you for all of that. Um, but like you said, I am a holistic psychotherapist and a self-care coach. And I have been in the field of psychology for 12 plus years. And you know, I've worked in hospitals, residential, in home, like all the things, you know, families, you know, women, children, addiction, you name it, all the things. But I realized over the time, I grew a great passion for working with women, specifically women of color, but all women, right? Like we all can relate in some ways. And then our culture, we have to admit, does cause us to differ in some of our ways as well. And so that's professionally, but even personally, I always tell everyone I come from a long, long line of quote unquote strong women in my family. And so I had an up close and personal seat to what it's like when we are prioritizing everyone and, and everything else over mm -hmm. ourselves, right? The there are small benefits, but there's also a great risk, right, to our health, medical health, mental health, all the things when we're not taking care of ourselves. So it's a great passion of mine to really help women, you know, just see themselves, learn how to make themselves a priority while still being able to care for the people that they love so much. Okay. 
I, I love that because you're right. We grow up sometimes thinking we have to have it all together. We have to be strong. And then when it all comes crashing down, it it just is it can be bad. It just looks yeah. bad and it reflects badly. And so, you know, this being a self-care just a coach in that space tell us what self-care is because I think we think about what we you know may think it is but in your professional opinion what is it really yeah you know and you're right that comes up all the time my tagline to my business is usually uh self-care is not a vacation it's a lifestyle right because we all think like, oh, I just need, I need a vacation. I just need to get out of here or I'm going to go get my nails done and like, I'm going to take care of myself. And don't get me wrong. Like, I love to get a nail done. I love to go out of town. I love all the things, but that's just a part of what self-care is. You know, that's really our, more of our physical self-care. But uh, I encourage folks to think about self-care from a holistic perspective. Like we are not just a physical being, like we have all these other parts that make us who we are. So mm -hmm. mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, relationally, financially, like all the things right. are a part of who we are. Okay. So when we're only going on vacation, when we're only getting our nails done or hair done and things like that, as you can see, we're only tapping into one part of us, which is why most of the time we don't feel any better after we get those things done. We come back from vacation and the anxiety pops right back in. We come back from getting our nails done. And on day two, we're comparing ourselves with somebody that we see online, right? Like we have to tap into these other spaces. So I can go off on a tangent in that, but you self-care. So soon in the... <laughs> You know how it is. I can go in real fast, yeah. you know. <laughs> I can go in real fast, but in a nutshell, self-care is learning how to take care of your whole being, right? Not just these physical aspects, but what does it look like to take care of your mind, your intellect, your emotional space, your heart space, your relationships? All these things matter as it relates to your overall well-being and just being okay, Right. So goodness. So it's beyond the vacations. It's beyond the getting the nails done. It's beyond all of the, I guess, external things that yeah. we think will get us there. It seems to be some internal work that has to happen as well. And um, I think that's the part we may miss. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we miss a lot. And a lot of times, well, I'll say it's about half and half. Some of the times we miss those things, just lack of knowledge because we don't realize just how important they are and how much they're impacting our overall wellness. On the other side of things, we know that we have some stuff, you know, we know that we're like, ooh, I need to deal with that thing or ooh, like I'm struggling with that thing, but we choose to ignore it. It's too hard. Maybe it's embarrassing. Maybe we think no one will understand. And so we just choose to ignore it mm -hmm. and we cover it with a Band-Aid, right? By, again, wow. going out of town, doing all the other things, hoping that it's going to fix the deeper things. And it just doesn't work that way. Wow. So, so Tony, I have been in IT for 28 years and there have been these ebbs and flows where I have been 
inundated and overwhelmed. And I know that I wasn't doing much for myself, barely getting the nails done and the vacation. And so I know I wasn't doing the internal work. So when you think about somebody who's, you know, busy from either an executive or just someone who's just a busy person, how do you even fit something like this into your lifestyle? Yeah. So, I mean, the first thing that I would say is we need to understand why we're so busy. That's number one. You know, because what I found in working with clients is that we think we're busy because we have to be like, we don't have a choice and like, oh, I got to get all these things done. But what I'm learning more is that it's coming from a deeper space. Like, are you putting the pressure on you because you think that you have to be perfect at everything? So you're the one telling yourself that you have to get everything done. Are you trying to seek approval or impress other people? Or are you trying to meet expectations that you feel like other people have on you? Like it's so deeper than what we think it is that I'm finding in most of the people that I work with. So why are you so busy? Is it truly necessary or is it coming from a deeper, an internal unhealthy space? Right. So when I think about your focus uh, on women and self-care and definitely um, Black women, right? Um, In this tech space, it, it, it can be tough. Sometimes, you know, we're the only one, you know, in our, you know, work area. Sometimes we have ascended to certain levels and it's it can be like isolating for us and um, it can just be different. It looks different. Yeah. It often feels different. And sometimes we may be required to show up different. And mm-hmm. so when you think about someone in, in this type of space, you know, a technology professional, what do you say to her about, you know, the busyness that she thinks she is so involved in that may not actually be busy? It may just be something that she is covering up. Well, I mean, the way you put it, we can't act like that isn't like a real thing. Like you said, like we do find ourselves in spaces where, you know, maybe we do feel isolated or alone. Maybe it's not many people who look like us, you know, in that space or because you're a woman or even more specifically because you're a black woman, you know, you might feel as though you have to show up bigger, right? And different than, you know, the other folks in your workspace, just because of how maybe how you're being treated or what's being said to you or offered to you or not, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't want to paint the picture like that isn't real, right? There is a realness to that. Mm -hmm. Um, And leaving the job isn't always the answer, right? You know, some One might say, well, quit and find another place to work, right? If it's not working out, but that's not always feasible and it's not always helpful. Mm -hmm. So what I would say is, number one, is that we always have to pause out, like take a pause from the busyness a lot of times just to get in touch with who we are, Mm -hmm. how we want to represent our person and how that translates in our in our work relationships, our personal relationships, whatever space you're in. Mm -hmm. So in short, that means what's important to you, right? And being able and willing to communicate those things in the workspace. So again, if folks are asking you to show up a certain way or do things that are not in alignment with your values or doesn't make you feel comfortable or position you to take the best care of yourself, 
when you're able to identify who you are and what you need to take care of your person, Mm -hmm. then you'll be able to communicate those needs with whoever you need to speak to in order to make the workplace a little bit more manageable for you and your circumstances. Okay. That would be the first thing. Yeah, very good. So, you know, I'm I'm a tech person and I like to use tech to help me. So Mm -hmm. what type of technology tools or, you know, things that we could use to help us get there? Okay. You know, I'm pretty simple. What's funny is I know you're tech, right? I, I'm the total opposite, right? Really? So, yes, I'm very like um traditional and slow to all the tech stuff. You know, um, obviously I have to get with it because that's what's happening all over the world right now, but I'm very slow to it. So my ideas are very simple when it comes to technology. So I mean, a good old notepad, you know, notepad app on your phone. I use that faithfully, not like a traditional to-do list, though. You know, traditional to-do list, I find, can be very pressurized and stressful. Then we're like, oh, I didn't get all my things done today. And we're like freaking out. Mm -hmm. I have a running list of things that just pop in my mind randomly. If I'm like, oh, you know, we need to change that light bulb or, oh, I need to send you know, uh, create a new email draft, add an office draft, or I need to like change my signature or do this thing. I just add to this list all the time, randomly throughout the day. And whenever I have like moments of uh, free time or downtime, I refer to that list. I assess how much time I have Mm -hmm. and I say, okay, this will only take me five minutes to do. Let me pull that off of my list and do it. So Something like that is helpful to me because I I don't have to try to remember things in my brain. So like that's another thing that can stress us out when we're trying to remember all the things to do. Oh, I don't want to forget this. I don't want to forget that. But if we have this running to-do list, right, where it's not like we have to get it all done today, but it's there when you have the space and time to do it, Mm -hmm. then I never forget anything that I need to do because it's always there on that list. Mm-hmm. And I'm always checking it whenever I have a pocket of space where I can do something, I can get something done. Okay. So it frees up my mind and I also get things done. Okay. Right? <laughs> Which is not. Does that make sense? Yeah, it is. It's, yeah, it's, it, it, yeah, I get that. I get that. And I think I do use my notepad app quite a bit. Not necessarily so much for lists, but just maybe some reminders yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I wake up sometimes with just these thoughts in my head that I don't mm-hmm. forget or I'm out and about and something jogs, something, oh, okay, I probably um, need to think about this or this will be a good right. topic. Let me write that down, you know, or I meet someone and I'm like, oh, okay, it was an interesting conversation. So I do use it for that. I know that apps are good, you know, like people mm-hmm. use a lot of mindfulness apps and yeah, things. I was going to say that. Yeah. So are you, um, do you often recommend something like that? Or do you have clients that kind of use mindfulness apps to kind of help them yeah. kind of download the day? Yeah, definitely. So the one that comes to my mind immediately is Calm. Yeah, um, calm app because you know just taking moments to just like meditate and breathe, mm-hmm. just to you know return back to your body because 
when we are working, when we're busy, we are operating more so in our masculine energy. And that's all about like getting it done, get it done. What's next? What's next? What's next? And we're in our head versus again, in our body are operating from our feminine energy. And just those little reminders or little five minute, three minute, 10 minute, however long you want uh, meditations or prompts to breathe mm-hmm. help return us back to our temple, right? It helps to return us back to that space and you know give it some love and attention which it so desperately needs most of the time yeah so I love those apps that one specifically calm um and when you talked about reminders it made me think about that as well just again simple reminders simple alarm in your phone right where maybe every day I don't know at noon or one o'clock you know the alarm goes off for you to stop whatever you're doing it's not so urgent where you can't take five minutes to just get up out of your seat and stretch or walk around the building, your room, your office, something, right? Just mm-hmm. to kind of detach you from that workspace for just a second, just to remind yourself that you are human, you are a whole person, right? right. That has these other needs, like you mm-hmm. tap in to give it a little bit of love, and then we can return back to doing the things that we need to do. So again very simple gesture, which is just setting an alarm in your phone just to, to get up. I think our watches, some most of the watches do that now too. I know mine does. Yeah. Um, when I'm sitting for too long, it like beeps and vibrates and it's like, time to get up, time to get moving. <laughs> you know, that's funny because yeah, my, my uh, smartwatch does do that. And when I think about working remotely, I think I find myself being stationary a lot longer than I would normally be. I'm home, so I don't have to deal with the commute. Uh, Even if I'm traveling for work, you know, I'm usually in the hotel room or what have you, right? And so I'm stationary for a lot longer. And the screen time, I'm looking at the screen a lot longer. And so my watch will give me that little, you know, vibrate that, you know, Mm -hmm. you haven't moved, especially if I've set some goals in there. And then I also have a, a, a cover on my uh, smartwatch that shows me when I'm stressed. It mm-hmm. has a stress meter. And that um, and the way to get that back over to green, it has these like breathing exercises that you do. <laughs> yeah, the breath is always something. I always tell everyone like that is yours, right? Like you don't need anyone or anything to breathe. And it is a true like manual way to send a message to your brain to alert your body that you're okay and to calm down, to come out of the stressful state. So if all else fails, if you just take a moment and take some deep breaths in through your nose, out through your mouth, Mm -hmm. returning back to that space of breath, Mm -hmm. you can feel an instant response of calm. Right now, it doesn't mean all your problems are gonna go away because you're breathing, right? Right. <laughs> but it just means that you you have this power, right? Like we all do that we forget about to mm-hmm. really uh, communicate to our brain for it to do something for our body to help mm-hmm. us feel a way that we we sometimes think we can't do on our own. Right. Yeah. That I think that's really key. And now, you know, sometimes I ignore the the, the vibrating of my watch because I'm in the right. of something. But I, I probably really should get up and just move yeah. around. 
Um, it's, yeah. it's harder sometimes depending on the season and, and the weather. Sometimes, you know, you just don't really feel like dealing with, you know, what's not the prettiest day. And so you'll just work yourself and then you wonder why you can't sleep good at night because you're probably mm -hmm. all stressed out from just trying to not take breaks for whatever you know, reason. Exactly. I would um, joke and tell people when, when I did actually work in the office um, with other people, when it was cold or raining outside, they'd see me walking all around the office. I'd be walking up and down the stairs, passing everybody's office, saying hello. They're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm moving. I'm getting my body moving. It's too cold outside. I can't go outside. Mm -hmm. So, and I can't, or it's raining. So I'm walking laps around the building <laughs> inside. <laughs> So I literally just get up and start walking and moving, you know, because like you said, we wonder why we can't sleep at night, you know, too much working from home. Like, I just want to speak to that really yeah. quickly because it's not always about like the screen time either. It's all, also about the environment, right? And our body picking up on the environment that we're in and the risk of working from home is that our home becomes our work environment too. If, if we're not careful or strategic with how we set that up, it all runs together. So we might have been, hmm. we might have ended our day at five, but our brain is still like, no, we're still at work. We're, we're still supposed to be activated because this is the same space you were in when you were working. Does that make sense what I'm saying? It makes perfect sense. So like, how do we... Or what do you suggest? Um, because everybody may not have the luxury of having a dedicated home office, right? And so right. some people may have just, a, you know, a, a nook carved out mm -hmm. in their space. So how do you separate that? Like, what's the best way to train your brain to know that you're off, even though your environment hasn't changed? Yeah, that's a really good question. And I have a, quite a few tips for that. So again, I always want folks to think holistically, you know, think about all the parts of you that need attention. Again, not just like external or physical stuff, right? So like, um, and if you get confused about, okay, how do I think holistically? You can start with just thinking about your five senses, right? The things you see, taste, touch, smell, all the things, right? Mm -hmm. And so if I just have an area, right, in my home and not a closed off office space, maybe there are certain scents that I'll put in the air when I'm working, right? Like maybe more cit citrus, bright, maybe peppermint, something that kind of wakes me up, you know, or even like coffee smells and things like that, because now my body's like, oh, okay, like this, we're working, right? I may have bright lights. I might have um, a certain type of fabric on my skin, like a certain type of um, clothing, right? Thing, I might have certain music playing, maybe upbeat music, like things that make me feel energetic. And then when I'm done for the day and I want to wind down and I'm like, okay, now I'm home, I'm home. Now I want to get ready to go to sleep. <laughs> I switch that over, right? I can put on maybe some lavender or something in the air, you know, chamomile, whatever, you know, calming sense that you like. Um, I may even get a sheet. You know, you can get a dark colored sheet and just throw it over or blanket and throw it over like your desk, your uh, computer chair, something that will kind of quiet down the sight of 
of like the electronics and the table and the, the chair and all the things, just throw it over it on top of it, right? Because sheets and blankets and things like that kind of gives us that homey, warm and fuzzy feel. So if your eyes are seeing that instead of like all this computer stuff, you yeah. know, it, it helps to switch or transition as well to calming down. Mm -hmm. um, what else? I might um colors like I said colors are important music I may put on some soft relaxing music in the background again as a message to my brain to say no we're not trying to be excited we're not trying to like get energetic right now we're trying to calm down mm -hmm. because we're actually transitioning into relaxation and sleep mode I'm gonna have to try that you know I do mm -hmm. have a dedicated like office space but it's still open and yeah. um I'm, I'm I may have to try you know the real hard disconnect because I don't I don't I don't think I have a good hard disconnect because even it late at night if I think of something the computer's here I'll come over and maybe do something for 30 minutes or right. you know because I thought about it. So I haven't ever really thought about just the hard disconnect in my home because yeah. I, for one, and I know working from home for some people is not their, you know, desired preference, but I love it. And, you know, it feeds my introvert personality just yeah. right. Yeah. I don't get, I don't feel like I have peopled too much. I, <laughs> you know, I can I handle all of my meetings and things, but I can you know, I like being in my space, but I haven't ever did the hard disconnect. And so that is something that I think I will definitely try as a mm -hmm. self-care tip, you know, as a, as a remote worker, just, yeah. you know, changing the, or even lighting a candle when, when it's time to be done. Mm -hmm. That candle, exactly. you know, work is over. It's time to yes. wind down. Yes. And I love how you said it. You said the candle lets me know that work is over. It's time to wind down. And, and when you repeat that nightly, that's exactly what you're training your brain to know and learn about that. So it's it's all about repetition, right? Our brain loves a story. It loves to know what things mean. So when you light a candle and if you are consistent with that every night, when you are breaking away from work and winding down, every time your, your brain sees the candle, right, you're lighting the candle, it's going to say, like, it's going to communicate with the rest of your body, like, oh, okay, time to calm down. That's what the candle means. We've learned that that's what the candle means. We've, we've read this story a couple of times to know what's going to happen at the end. So it's, that's really good, really, really good. And that's a huge issue a lot of times for folks cannot unplug when we're at home because mm -hmm. it's right there. The time boundary, ugh, it's, it's such a struggle for most people when you're working from home. Right. So that's a really good start. Okay. It's, it's really funny because it's almost like you do, when you have younger kids, you have those routines with them. You know, they have a set time that things happen. You know, it's, it's bath time, it's bedtime, it's story time. We can yeah. do that with children. We just cannot do that for ourselves for some reason. We just get out of the habit. We think we don't need it. But the reality of it is like we're all big kids in a way, right? Like we all have to 
inner child who needs to be fed and she still needs the attention, right? She still right. needs to be coddled and structured from time to time unless or, or else we just let her run wild. So lighting the candle and saying, no, now it's time for bed. Now it's time to turn the TV off, right? Now it's time to go take a shower. Like we need that as well, not right. just our kids, but we do too. Yeah, because I think what I have found, even with myself, I find myself trying to wind down by scrolling on um, uh, and looking at TikTok things. And, <laughs> and, 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 and I know that is not helping. It couldn't possibly be helping. And so, yeah, I, I probably needed this session better than the listeners because I'm just all messed up over here, Tony, trying to... <laughs> sleep through trying to wind down your phone trying to wind down scrolling i know it's 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 such a like um a knee-jerk reaction we just grab the phone and we don't even realize like 20 minutes later 30 minutes later we've been on the phone and yeah it, it can easily quickly become a problem yeah you know when you said that it made me think about another tip um the screen time when you're talking about that too so we can't help it when we work from home, we're on the screen, maybe having meetings, like doing reports, whatever it is that you're doing, right? So you want to try to limit screen time outside of those those spaces, those workspaces as much as possible and get creative with it. So like, if you like to read books, right? What do people do? They put it on their tablet or, or right there on their phone and that you know screen is still in their face. Buy the actual hard copy of a book, right? So you can put the phone away and you're holding your book. You're looking at the words on paper, on print, right? Versus on the computer. If there's an article that you want to read, print it off during the day, right? Like while you're working, take a little break, print this article off. And if you want to read it at night, you have the paper, the hard copy in your hand. Read it that way instead of looking at it on the computer or, or you know, reading the article on your phone. You know, okay. when you talk to friends, try to limit phone conversations as as much as you can. Right. Like we're going to have but as much as you can set a time to meet. Go to a park, go to a cafe, go to a favorite restaurant, go to the grocery store together and walk around and buy your groceries and push the cart and chat. <laughs> it's it's person to person versus technology, right? Mm -hmm. So any creative way, you can get as creative as you'd like, um, but I just encourage folks to think about small things, big things, right? To pull mm -hmm. you away from the actual like phone or computer itself mm -hmm. and connect with real things real people yeah because I'm, I'm a big audiobook person mm -hmm. I like to listen yeah. to audiobooks a lot and um and so yeah I have my audiobook apps and that keeps me from scrolling per se because I'm just really listening I'm just kind of you know and, and I have a notepad that I may be taking some notes or jotting down some things about the book so uh, it's it's kind of interesting, you know. I I'm going to really try some of this. I'm going to check back know. in and say, okay, Tony, I'm actually, you know, really getting some good sleep now, girl. <laughs> you should and keep me posted. Let me know, you know. And I like how you said the notepad too, because thoughts are gonna come, right? We can't act like we're robots and we can just turn our brain off to stop thinking. 
But again, instead of going to your computer or your phone to write these things down, have a notepad handy, like by your nightstand or on your kitchen table or counter somewhere. And when they come, I call it a brain dump. Just dump it out of your brain. Write it down really quick. Mm -hmm. And again, you're not on a computer or tablet or anything. You you have a a notebook and pencil, write Mm -hmm. it down and then return to it at the appropriate time. At least again, you don't forget about it. You don't lose the thought, right? But you don't get caught up in working again because you sat down in front of your computer to write this thing out. And then one thing led to another and another and another. (laughs) Exactly. I think what the irony of this is, you know, It's Tech Tea with Kimberly, and we're talking about, you know, self-care for like that technology remote worker, and the best self-care is to disconnect from the technology. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, right? Because think about it, too much of even a good thing, right, can come back to bite us in the butt, right? We never want (laughs) to tip the scale in anything. Balance and boundaries are necessary in everything we do, no matter how great it is. No matter if it's your job or not, we still have to have balance and boundaries. And boundaries aren't just for other people. We also have to set boundaries for ourselves, right? We have to know how to tell our own self no and know when to tell our own self yes. Balance and boundaries. You know, one thing I do know about um, you, you're going to always give us good nuggets. I have a notebook from when we used to uh, have our discussions and it's called my Tony notebook and it has some really good um, nuggets in there. And so that's why I want people to know it's important to have you a great personal board of directors, some people who will give it to you straight, tell you like it is. And you are the CEO. You are the chief encouragement officer of that board. And you can onboard and offboard as you need, but get you some solid people on there (laughs) that will help you through this this thing called life. So I like that Um, boundaries. That's really really good. So Tony, you always help us. How do you balanced self-care and uh I think I have a clue about what you do but maybe share with the audience and I said balance because the pun was intended how do you balance your self-care <laughs> yeah I, look I want to know now I'm like what do you think I do right <laughs> But um, I do a lot of things. I definitely try to practice what I preach, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And again, we're all humans. We fall short from time to time. But I do my best to try to think about myself holistically. Like I said, Mm -hmm. mentally, I'm finding things to stimulate my brain and not only work-related, but even just fun things, you know, that excite my brain or make Mm -hmm. me think about past memories or experiences that make me smile. I do things that bring me joy, give me peace. I also do things that make me uncomfortable because sometimes uncomfortable is what I need to grow, right? Or improve Mm -hmm. myself in some type of way. And that is self-care too, to always position yourself to keep growing and learning, right? So that you can be your best self at every stage of your life. Physically. Wow. Take care of myself in a very unique way physically. Um, I, you know, generally I walk and do things like that too, but I also do aerial. I know. Yeah. (laughs) I was wondering if that's what you were talking about. Um, So I I found a whole love for aerial. Um, 
Ariel is just as much of a physical thing as it is a mental and emotional uh, help and support as well. It works wonders with anxiety and stress, uh, confidence, all the things, uh, balance like you talked about. Aerial uh, exercise helps to actually physically balance out our uh, masculine and feminine energies so that because we're, we're operating in both at the same time. And so that physical exercise helps to balance out our brain internally. Right. So that's a whole other topic and podcast and conversation. Listen, but, we're gonna we're gonna do that one as well because I do Pilates, so I get it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, there are a lot of similarities. Biggest difference is just we're in the air versus on the ground. Um, uh-huh. So I do that, and um, I mean, I have the biggest thing I'll say about it, and for everyone, is that I have it to look forward to, right? So Ariel is a good representation of who I am, mm-hmm. right? And therapy, coaching, it's a good representation of what I do. And there is a huge difference. Oh, wait a minute. Say that again. Cause I I, I want Sorry. I don't want people to miss that because I think that that was pretty deep. Say that again. Yeah. So Ariel is a good representation of who I am, like who Tony is as a person. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, therapy and coaching is a good representation of what I do. Right. What I do for a living. Mm-hmm. So okay. we don't want to confuse who we are with what we do. Right. Because that is where we lose sight of how to take care of ourselves as well, because we start catering only to what we do, the roles that we play mm-hmm. versus giving energy and attention to the authentic person that lies underneath the wardrobe, underneath the character, the roles. I like that because, you know, to your point, a lot of people do not separate who they are from what they do. Mm -hmm. If you ask people how they are, they will tell you what they do. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Um. And it, it's a weird thing for, you know, for people, I believe, because there is a distinct difference between who you are as a person and what, you know, what you do, what brings you income, what brings you, you know, that thing. And and we don't separate that very well. And I think that is a self-care <laughs> course within itself, because we don't know how to do that. No, not at all, right? The the two worlds merge and they become one. And usually the doer, like what we do, wins. Like she's bigger, she's stronger. She is who is, you know, the main character of her life most of the time, most of the day. I know, I know. It That's really good though. And I think it's something that we need to, really start separating I had as a podcast guest a few weeks ago and he talked about you know going into a room and people are kind of monologuous you know they just you know talk about themselves and he Mm -hmm. challenged you know the audience as well as me to the next time you're networking don't ask somebody you know what they do or you know ask them what's exciting you right now what are you excited about 
Yeah. Yeah. Just I love have a different conversation and without mm-hmm. the what I do and who I am. And, you know, we have a lot of that, right? <laughs> oh, I love that. I really love that question. And yes, we do have a lot of that. That's the go to question all the time. So, what do you do? Right. But right. are we really digging deep to find out who the person truly is? Well, who exactly. is this person? And a lot of times, um, I don't think people actually know because we don't take time to do some of the things that you have shared today and to really, because self-care is also about getting to know yourself. Definitely. That's number one, right? Mm -hmm. What you said, getting to know yourself. And a lot of people don't know who they are. Mm -hmm. One or two things happen either they never quite knew who they were, right, Mm -hmm. all along, because they weren't uh, encouraged, right, to get to know themselves and express themselves, you know, maybe childhood or social trauma, Mm -hmm. Um, or we knew ourselves, and somewhere along the way, we lost ourselves, right, we lose Mm -hmm. ourselves in relationships, and career paths, right, like uh, adulthood traumas that happen as well, like it could be, it's many things, but we might lose ourselves somewhere along our journey and we have to do the work to get back to her. She's always there. She's never left, but somehow we got disconnected. Exactly. Wow. So me as a remote technology worker, I have some things I can work on. I have some things that I think I would like to do to make this because I love the way I work. Right. I love Mm -hmm. being able to deliver work to this employer in this way. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I don't want to change that if possible. I like being able to deliver work in this way, but I do think that I could do some things that will make it more productive for me. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And I'm not crazy about work life balance the way it's termed because I don't like fitting my life into work I like fitting my work into my life (laughs) so I think there are some things though I could because I'm not good at turning it off and I think if I learn how to do some of the things to disconnect my self-care would be even better and I think I would show up even as an even better employee. I think I'm doing pretty good right now, but even better when you feel good about yourself. Right, definitely. I'm glad you point that out because I don't necessarily conform to the traditional way of balance, right? Like we we somehow tell people or encourage people that creating balance by way of everything having an equal slice of the pie is realistic. Mm-hmm. That's not realistic. There is no way every category in your life, right? Work, uh, personal life, family, uh, maybe spouse, kids, projects, whatever you put in your pot, right? Mm -hmm. There's no way all of those things are going to get an equal slice every day, every single time. So balance for me is kind of like you said, where we, we set the standards of our life, right? But we add in the things that are going to like keep us grounded, keep us sane, keep us well. And we make a decision to engage with whatever it is that we, we need to engage with at that time. And we show up fully present. So if I'm working, 
Monday at 9 a.m., guess what? I'm making the decision to show up and work at 9 a.m. until, let's say, until 4, right? And I'm going to show up fully present there. And I'm not going to feel guilty about being at work 9 to 4 because that's my decision to be here. And I'm going to be focused. I'm not going to be thinking about what else I need to do at home and driving myself crazy. But when I get off, I'm going to be fully present in whatever I'm doing at home. If I'm cooking, if I'm meeting some friends, if I'm going for a walk, like whatever it is that I'm doing, I'm going to be fully present and not allow myself to be thinking about work now that I'm doing this other thing or feeling guilty that, oh man, instead of hanging out with my friends, I should have stayed late and worked on that report. Like, no, balance is showing up fully and being present with whatever decision that you've made in that moment. And that decision is on what's good for you. It may be good to work in that moment. It may be good to rest in that moment. I like it. It's like taking full ownership of your whole self, right? Exactly. Exactly. Taking full ownership. Well, Mm -hmm. there is a segment of um, the show that I call Forward Ever, Backward Never. And you hit a little bit on the forward ever when you were just talking about, you know, what aerial means to you and all of that. So if you're talking to a, a tech professional who's working remotely and what should we be looking forward to in a self-care way that maybe we hadn't thought about outside of some of the things we've already shared? Yeah. I mean, I kind of think about what you said, um, one of your last year coach said, you know, when he suggested asking other people, like, what are you excited about? I suggest asking yourself that, right? Because a lot of times all we think about yet again is what we have to do right? When we ask people, oh, what are you doing this weekend, right? Or mm-hmm. what does your week look like next week, right? Like we we are asking again about the things we need to do. What's on your to-do list, right? Mm-hmm. But I encourage you to think about not what's on your to-do list, right? But what actually makes you happy? What, what are those things that you want to connect with that brings you joy? Mm-hmm. Because that's going to help you to learn more about yourself to your point, Kimberly, when you talked about um, self-care is knowing yourself, right? Learning about yourself. Mm-hmm. The more you, the more you're curious with yourself about what brings you joy, what makes you happy, what makes you sad, like all the things, the more you'll learn about yourself and the better setup for success you, you will have. Wow. Okay. Backward never. What should we stop doing? <laughs> stop doing. What should we stop doing? Or leave in the rear view mirror. I'll, I'll, I'm going to just like deepen this even more, right? Just like sticking to what I said is around stop identifying who you are by what you do, right? Yes. Be great at what you do. You can love it. Like I love what I do, right? And I, I mean, not to toot my own horn, but I think I'm pretty good at what I do too. Uh-huh. But who I am has nothing to do with what I do every day for my profession, mm-hmm. right? I would describe myself a little differently. It's, you know, you think about like those old dating after they're like, oh, I love long walks on the beach and, you know, watching movies. Like, seriously, that's what you want to do with yourself. You want to think about who are you? What do you like to do? What do you not like to do? Not what do you do for work, for a living? Right. So let's leave that behind. Let's leave 
yeah confusing who we are with what we do in the past oh that's good Tony yeah I like that I like that well I want to personally say thank you for uh, joining me today for some tech tea it was good and I knew it would be because I always I have a notebook full of things that you have shared and uh it's just good so thank you so much for you know giving the audience a little bit of Tony Lewis but if someone just wanted to connect with you on a more regular basis or become a client of yours just tell everybody listening how they can stay in touch with you yeah yeah of course so um, the easiest way is to just go to my website. It's selfcareexperience.com. Um, if you want to just connect with me on social, you can do so on Instagram. I'm selfcareexperience, TL, my initials, TL. Um, and again, website, selfcareexperience.com. There's a way you can book a free call with me if you have questions, if you want to chat with me about maybe what you're struggling with to see if my services would be a good fit. We can definitely book a call and have a conversation. I would encourage everyone to do that. Tony is great and she will get you together. <laughs> thank you. You're so sweet. Thank you so much. We'll definitely get you together. So thanks again. I appreciate it. Um, this has been so good and so helpful. And for those of you who are working from home and just trying to figure out how to balance it. And maybe you didn't know you weren't really balancing it as well as you thought. I think you figured out today that, you know, we all could do a little bit better in that regard in putting some self-care into our routine intentionally, not accidentally. And self-care is not a vacation. It is a lifestyle. And until you can figure out how to make it all work, be sure to Kim, that is keep it moving. I love that.